0: All right, hello, idiots on parade. The too ugly for TV podcast, bonus podcast. Hi, Barrett.
1: Hey, how are you, sir?
0: I am well. Anybody tuning in for the first time, uh, that's Barrett Antar Goodwin, musician in New York City. I am Nathan Timmel, comedian in the Midwest. Uh, we've known each other for more years than we should. Um, he is what's known as a blackfeller. I am a honky American and we discuss race a lot uh and try and we, we try and solve racism a lot i don't know if we'll do it tonight but we have in the past we solved it last week racism we, we solved it um i'm surprised
1: so, it's still going on yeah right. i mean
0: i guess not enough people <laughs> listen to last week's podcast because then they would have uh, realized really that have we had it all answers. worked out <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you america so i sent you a text earlier today i i've i've it was um Today, what I was able to do is verbalize something I'd known for a long time. Have you ever had that problem where you, you, you sort of know something, but you don't know how to say it? And then when you finally do say it, it's like, thank you. That, or, or even when you hear it. I'll, I'll give you an example. The movie Defending Your Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I saw that. Or The Life of Brian. Or many movies with the word life in it. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing those movies and going, yes, this is what I have always believed. It's just that someone finally put it out there and I can relate to it. Thank you for expressing my belief. Yeah. yeah. So what I... Today, I've, I've always known Facebook fights are stupid and or even Facebook discussions can be stupid. Um, but today, what I finally realized this morning is that it is a lose-lose proposition for me, at least... And Mm win-win for the other person because two reasons. One, if I decide not to engage someone, well, then they think they've won because they got the last word. (laughs) Right. Or if I do engage them, well, then they win because now I'm fighting with some idiot online. So it's lose-lose for me, and it's win-win for them because no matter what happens, they win. I've either walked away or I've started fighting with them.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, yeah. If if you care at all what they think, then you not responding is a win for them. If you care that they think that they got you somehow, if you don't really give two shits what they think, and you don't care if they think that they won, then it's, you know, it's like, whatever, fuck them. They think whatever the hell they won. You just don't waste your time. Because that's really what it was. You did not not respond because you didn't, you know, you're just... Why would you waste your
0: time? <laughs> well, I know it just wasn't worth my... Here's the but funny yeah. thing. Let me, let me break it down for you, too, and the yeah. listeners. It's, it's amusing to me because it was both ends of the political spectrum. Of course, it involved coronavirus because that's all anybody's talking about. But yeah. uh, in the first case, have you heard of these two idiot, quote, doctors in California that put a video on YouTube talking about how the coronavirus is bullshit? No. Tell me about this that's basically it the hilarious thing is though if you look at the still shot from the video like the thumbnail that all the news agencies are using of the doctors the best description i've heard of them is they look like the used car salesmen of doctors i mean they just they look like these dumb fucks they 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 look like guys at least one of them one of them really looks like he should have been on jersey shore and i know it's wrong to judge someone on their appearance but when sure. they go out of their way to make their hair like that, you're like, dude, come on. <laughs> you, you know you don't have to do that sort of weird half pompadour thing. <laughs> so they put out this video on YouTube and a combination of people that are really desperate that want the um, – everyone wants the lockdown to be over. Nobody wants to be in quarantine. Nobody wants anyone to be sick. But really desperate people latched onto it and said, see, it's fake, you know, it's not serious, we should be outside, blah, blah, And it quickly got shot down. I mean, really fast. Um, the, the article I found stumbled across was by a mathematician who said, okay, I'm not a doctor, but I am looking at their numbers when they're talking about the breakdown of cases. They're like, we're scientists, we're gonna use facts and numbers. And this is what they did to, to fudge the numbers. And he broke it down in a way that even a moron like me can understand. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just sort of posted that. And someone uh, that I don't know, through a stranger, hit me back with a website I'd never heard of. So quickly I looked it up. And it's, <laughs> it's listed as, um, by like media check sites and even Wikipedia, as a conspiracy theory right-wing nutbag website that it's not a news site (laughs) so I just walked away from it I'm like there's nothing nothing I can do to to sway this guy nothing at all Mm -hmm. Uh, then the other end of the political spectrum someone was talking about again coronavirus and I posted a link to something Dr. Fauci said the guy that is the most respected person right now who is who is leading the country in this fight and the post that came back, he posted a link. I posted a link to the the preeminent doctor fighting the virus, and the post that was replied was from a small liberal magazine that I am aware of that is run by a guy I've met. It's it's local, and the only way I can describe the guy or when I met him, I said I, I said in my head, this is literally the. It's just the fucking government, Jenny. It's just the government guy from. <laughs> Forrest Gump, the one that you mm-hmm. know beats his girlfriend up, the white guy that really wants to hen- hang with the Black Power, uh, what uh, what were they called? Black the Panthers. Black
1: Panthers. Yeah, yeah
0: Black. Pa- who who wanted to really show how liberal he is, and so it was it was just an opinion piece in this liberal magazine, and I'm like, all right, I can't convince you either. It was funny that I got in fights with both ends of the political spectrum, and just had to walk away because people. They, discussion does nothing discussion does nothing and it's sad in a way that people aren't open to the idea of discussion they just they want their profile to be their little world and i'm the same way kind of but i'm open to new ideas and i actually no i'm not the the i am open (laughs) to new ideas i'm not the same way as what i was saying um two weeks ago i posted something that turned out or three weeks ago that not to be true and i quick went in and put an edit and said oops and posted a link to facts and like three people commented and said wow uh most people just delete the post or they don't admit they were wrong. Kudos to you. I'm like, "Well, I fucked up." So yeah, I I that's 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 all I'm I don't know. Your thoughts.
1: I mean, it's interesting because like I I feel like most of the people who are on like every time that I've ever posted something on social media or commented something like on somebody's social media thing, I realized, like, I think, you know, like, a handful of years ago, I'd go back and forth with them, because I really thought that people really wanted to have debate, and if we could find a way to wrap ourselves around it, and find a way to find where we all agreed, we could somehow solve some real problems. And now, I talk to my friends who are telling me about their Facebook fights, and I'm like, still? You guys are still having fights on Facebook? Like, are, haven't we outgrown – haven't we figured out that people don't actually want – they want to be right rather than they want to get to the truth?
0: Yes. Yes, that is very accurate.
1: And I, and that, that to me is a real – that's the ultimate problem. And listen, I, I'm – I'm not sure that I'm very different. I want to believe I'm different. I want to believe that I rely on facts and figures and opinions and things like that. But I know that there are things that like, depending upon, like, it's almost like the accident of birth, right? Like, you, like, if you're born a Muslim, you're just, that's what you believe that because that's what you're born into if you're born a christian you just that's what you're taught so you're taught the stuff that makes you believe that that's right so in their minds like anybody who grew up conservative they didn't they didn't like Become conservative when they got older, even though many people do. Right, many people start off liberal and become conservative, and I imagine there's lots of conservative who start off that way and become liberal. But the well, vast me, majority of people tend I, to not do that. You know,
0: I, I think I don't know that if you become more liberal when you get older. I was I thought uh, the former. I I believe in certain ways I'm more conservative. I can't really pinpoint them. Or if I'm not more conservative, it's um, it's that. The, liberalism is more liberal if that makes sense like I I read an interview with uh, Rob the one of the creators of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia
1: Mm -hmm. and he's working
0: on a new program and he talks about being in the writer's room with kids that are half his age he's 40 something and uh, he's like this is insane like half the shit we did on Sunny would not fly today Um, and I mean half yeah
1: are you kidding (laughs) the show wouldn't even make it to It wouldn't even get past the pilot
0: yeah I My mean, God. <laughs> and that he's like, it's insane to me because I have these ideas and they all just look at me like, you can't do that. And I'm like, all right, well, um, I guess I will sit and listen because I am outnumbered, even though. And it's funny the way he said that. He's like, I will sit and listen. But he's also a multimillionaire guy with a successful beloved TV show. Yeah, You'd think that he would be able to say, no, trust me, I've already done this. It's, it's OK to go against the grain. But he says he, he ends up listening a lot more than he does talking. Because he realizes he's more conservative, even though he's not. He's like, I've always voted Democrat. I'm, I'm pretty liberal, but I'm not as liberal as these guys anymore.
1: I mean, but, well. I mean, stop me if we've talked about this before. But I feel like... I feel like the liberal side and the conservative side have gone... It's way too far on both sides because, well, I feel like the the liberal people are punishing the conservatives within their own game, for starters, right? I would agree with that. I think that they just took the belief of complete utter nonsense and just rammed it on everybody's throat and said, if you don't believe it, fuck you. And when you disagree, we're going to cancel you, which is exactly what conservatives have done for years, you know? They just literally flipped it around on them, <laughs> like here's our bullshit beliefs that make no fucking sense whatsoever, and we're going to force it down your throat. I <laughs> mean fuck the, the you. liberals they <laughs> do it to
0: themselves too. They 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 <laughs> oh, absolutely they turn on other liberals like nobody's yes. business.
1: Yeah, I mean the Republicans did it for a minute with that whole rhino thing. Like like the Dixie Chicks are
0: the biggest example. Dixie Chicks yeah. were country superstars. Were ashamed of George Bush. Boom, canceled. They were yeah. done. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is that I know somebody who plays with them, and he toured with them for years, and he said that they are some of the best. Like, they play the festivals, and they play the, the multi-band shows sometimes, and the respect that people have for their artistry is pretty extreme. I don't know if any of these people came up to, protect them when that shit was going down, you know, but they're they're well respected among their peers for their musicianship and songwriting skills and all that other stuff. It's not like, you know, they're not slouches, you know, they're not just like a couple of people running around with producer written hits and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, and not that some producers didn't write some of their hits. I don't know if they did or didn't, but I do know that they're from what I understand they are actually remarkably talented. Yeah, so it's that's, a shame, that's that my impression that they, too. you know. It's a shame that they got canceled because of a belief that ultimately in retrospect most people probably agree with. Right. Yeah, that's but, the fucked up know, thing
0: is is almost I, you talk to anybody they'd look back and go, "Yeah, you know, Afghanistan, we had to get the Taliban, that's where Osama was, but Iraq, what the fuck?"
1: Yeah. Right, weapons of mass destruction and blah 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 and just all kinds Rising, of stuff Rising yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, right, like but you know, if you grow up Like I think the thing that that, that I had to come to terms with Is it as a person who considers himself a rational liberal, if there is such a thing, right? I feel like it took me a very long time to come to terms with the fact that people who are conservative really do love this country and really do think that what they're doing is in the best interest of this country. And it's like... You know, somebody said, you know, if you, if you are anti-abortion, it's because you think people are actually killing babies. You know? So there's a reason why you're so vehement about it. Because you actually think people are killing babies. And if you really believe people are killing babies, that is something to be up in arms about. Like, it really is. Right? <laughs> like, it really is something to be really upset about. So it makes perfect sense if that's what you believe. I just think that... The people who don't believe that it is killing a baby have they have a really difficult time believing that the other people would believe it's killing a baby, and the people who believe it's killing a baby don't understand why the other people don't understand why it's they don't understand why they're killing babies.
0: Right? Well, I get, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. I I just get lost uh, on the fringes because I think most people in the middle can be. Uh, I'd like to say legitimately intelligent and. Uh, The the part that bothers me is when you run into extremism anywhere, you have the guy on the right that says there's no difference between a third trimester abortion and a condom and or the morning after pill. And you have people on (laughs) the left that say a woman's right to choose no matter what, you know, like don't put this 24 or 48 or whatever. Don't put any imposition or timeline or deadline. You know, if she wants to march in at six months and getting it's like, okay, there's there's Gotta be a fucking middle ground, and the problem is all right. all you hear is the shouting from both sides, and never any reason.
1: Well, we're not allowed to have really honest, basic discussions, right? Like
0: we well, can me, talk can about. Can I give you a better example? Mm, I apologize yeah, for please. interrupting. I, but yeah. The NRA, the NRA oh. has done survey after stu- survey where it shows members members of the NRA are interested in background checks. They're saying people should get checked. And yet the institution itself fights tooth and nail against it. And that to me is very interesting.
1: I mean, the question is, are they fighting against it because they disagree with it? Are they fighting against it because they believe it's a slippery slope and once they give up one right, they're going to have to give them all up? I think it's probably both. I think it's both. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, like... I mean, that is a great example because I think it's true. Like, why people need to have large capacity magazines when they go hunting, when they go turtle hunting is beyond me, right? Like, what is the point of that, right? And, you know, I've been to Philly. I've been to Pennsylvania. I went to Pennsylvania when I was with Pete back when we were uh, at Berkeley. I went to Pennsylvania with Pete and I bought a BB gun. I bought a BB handgun with my driver's license for like fifty bucks and it took all of twenty minutes and the thing legitimately looked like a nine millimeter. <laughs>
0: Get you, you know? shot today. Probably would've got oh, you shot back yeah. then, but
1: I mean right, but it was a it was a nine millimeter it was a nine millimeter looking um uh air cartridge pellet gun that, you know, could put a hole through I could put it through, I I shot a hole in my mailbox at the time, My well, my parents' mailbox at the time, uh, and it went through the front and the back, so it's strong, it's, you know, it's a strong gun, like, it's a gun, and it was really easy to get, it took no effort, and it, you know, I was like, oh my god, like, this is insane, how easy this was, now, I was relatively safe, and I didn't do anything crazy with it, and, right, why shouldn't you be able to own a pellet gun, right, but... I think i could have done the same thing with a rifle a shotgun all kinds of stuff like that's kind of weird I, I don't know like i, I feel like a three-day waiting period and some things like that i don't think that stuff is unreasonable and i don't think any rational person thinks it's unreasonable but i do think that well you know <laughs> what did Chappelle say he said i don't think there's a there's a peaceful, he's, I don't think there's a nonviolent way to, to disarm America's whites.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I, the first thing I think of, you talk about waiting period, I think of the Simpsons when Homer wanted to buy a gun. And like, all right, that'll be three days. He's like, three days, but I'm angry now. <laughs> right? <laughs> or maybe he said mad, but I'm mad now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah. uh, I mean, uh, you and I have talked about this. I don't know if we've ever recorded talking about it. Um, I know we've talked about it well I when, when we've been driving. Um, the idea that the I'm, I'm doing a joke on stage lately, talking about how America is ranked second in gun deaths, but thirtieth in gun homicides, and that means more people buy guns uh, and kill themselves than use them to hurt other people, and that's. An interesting dis- statistic, I'm not doing the joke right now, um, because it's it's what the, the movie Clockers, or the book Clockers, both, uh, it's it's sort of like a self-cleaning oven. The problem takes care of itself. You have mm-hmm. these gun nuts that uh, get angry or get sad, and when they get angry, they shoot their spouse, which sucks. When they get sad, they shoot themselves, and you're like, man eh, all right. Yeah. If you're an unsympathetic cunt like I am. Ha! <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I. I uh, if we pull this back around
0: to some kind of like, yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about or how we got here. Well, but. we're
1: talking about <laughs> we talking about COVID and other stuff, but
0: we're talking about uh, irrationality and people's refusal to dialogue with one another these days. Yeah, at least not online, people. Because right. I I had this problem with a friend of mine who I won't name. Um, he, he's the typical i don't want to say trump supporter but they did a survey in 2016 and they found that most people that supported trump had never lived with outside of a 50 mile radius of where they were born which means they yeah. didn't experience the world or uh different anything different cultures different anything you know they had their own little box and bubble um and so online when he and i would interact. I would post a fact, and he would find a link that agreed with his point of view and say, here. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not a fact. I, I could just <laughs> disprove, disprove that with this. And so we we hung out once, uh, and I said, why do you post all that shit? And he's like, what do you mean shit? And we started talking, and after five minutes, I had backed him into a corner because he, 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 he had the ability to sit online and look shit up and post links. But when you uh, verbally... He could not defend his points of view, and he admitted. He full-on said, dude, I, I just want what's best for me and my family. I don't, I don't know about any other stuff. Like, he wasn't looking beyond his own walls, which is what a lot of people do. And a lot of people don't understand the Kennedy quote of a rising tide lifts all boats. Like, it, a, a lot of people don't understand the French Revolution, let them eat cake. They don't understand the one and the many. Or they, if they do, they take it all the way to Stalinism, which is the money is it you you do what you're told and provide for everybody again there's a lack of middle ground
1: i mean i i think that like i'm gonna say that i mean yeah i think this comes down to beliefs and training and all the stuff that we learn as kids but i'm gonna bet you that that guy has psychological landmines set up all around his brain and his mind that anytime you get near something that is a belief that he can't justify or make any sense out of that the landmines go off and arguments start or this starts or that starts and he walks away or whatever it is and maybe not him but like that's I think these things are beliefs like 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 I think we need to understand that like when the Greeks were writing those myths, they weren't myths to them. They really did believe that Apollo and Athena, were those the Greeks? Am I mixing my Greeks and Romans?
0: I get them I all I'm confused. Mixed. I think Romans but, were Mars and right, uh, like, I think well, we got like, the plants and the right, Greeks
1: but, were the... Well, yeah, Zeus and Aphrodite yeah, the, the, and Athena and stuff, right. But like really, they really did believe that their gods were humanoid and looked like them and lived up on a big then some big fancy castle in the sky and they really did believe that like it wasn't bullshit like we laugh at that stuff now and think it's ridiculous because obviously there's only one God who was born of a virgin
0: <laughs> right that's the the hilarious part of it as well <laughs> I mean, we do that it's funny don't. I was watching a, a, a with homeschooling my kids um, Ted has educational Ted talks they have educational little videos for kids that are usually mm-hmm. cartoons and we watched one on uh, tides and no, not tides, tsunamis. And uh, it talked about um, something in the Greek, Roman, de- Greek days, uh, their, their first, and how an army was crossing an isthmus or something like that. And suddenly the, the tide went out uh, or the, the, the water all receded. And they're like, yay, we can charge the, we can take this shortcut across where there's usually ocean. And then the tsunami came in and killed the invading army. And the army, the, the place that was being invaded was like, yay, Neptune, you saved us. And it's like, it was an underwater earthquake, but, you know, Neptune, sure, whatever, you know. They legitimately right. believed the god of water stepped in to kill the invading army. That, that was far, a legit but why, belief.
1: Why wouldn't they believe it, though?
0: Yeah, how would they know I about mean, an what, underwater what, earthquake 200 miles out at sea?
1: And what reason would they have not to believe it? They prayed, and something happened, and the invading army got washed away. They got proof that their prayers worked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that's proof, you know? So, oh and God. that's why so.
0: it's proof, but it's always hilarious. I go back to, uh, I don't know what year this was. You'd have to Google it. Uh, a Texas drought, one of the worst Texas had ever seen, and I'm pretty sure Rick Perry was governor at the time and said, we're going to need to lead a prayer in uh, the Houston Texan Stadium, 70,000 people, and they're going, we're praying for rain. Come on, God, give us rain. And then you look at the uh, charts, and it got drier over the next four <laughs> or six weeks. And you're like, so did God say, fuck you? Or can you at least look at that? Like, yeah, God created a tidal wave and killed that army, but where was God when you were praying for rain? 70,000 people in a stadium. That, that's a lot of prayer. It should do something. <laughs> Well, well, man, like you said, they're landmines. People, enough. they 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 don't want to. Nobody likes being challenged. I don't like being challenged. You don't like being challenged. Nobody likes it, but you have to be open to new beliefs and new ideas.
1: I mean, I'll I'll tell you if we flip this to a personal level instead of like the abstract, we'll turn it around and on, our, on ourselves. I'll say this. I'll say you have to be ruthless. And assume that you know nothing and that everything you know is at is bullshit or at best half
0: baked. Right? And Let I can think, give you an example when you're ready. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> please give it now. Let me hear it. Let me hear this example. Um, it was during the time of Obamacare and I was big a uh, liberal guy. Ooh, Obamacare, everybody needs insurance. We need single payer. We need you know, the costs right now are extreme, everything sucks. And they did a version of it, I don't remember where, probably Oregon or Washington. You know, Pacific Northwest, really liberal state. And what they discovered is the costs went fucking sky high. Because mm-hmm. everybody that suddenly got this insurance started seeing the doctor for fucking everything. It was, hey, uh, I sneezed. Ooh, I, I got a splinter. Ooh, I, like, they, they had this new insurance and they were using the shit out of it. And that really challenged my belief on whether or not people were responsible enough to, and it's a stupid belief uh, to say that, like, not not my belief, in it, but just the idea that it was a good thing, that, that universal health care was good. I'm like, maybe this would bankrupt the system, because that's what Republicans can say. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, I don't want to be agreeing with the Republican. It was funny because the podcaster report was a liberal report saying this really fucking opened our eyes and turned our we, we were like, wait a second, we didn't expect this. And the need I, mean, I, I would love to know if they did a follow up five years later when it leveled off, if, if people learned how to use insurance and or the doctor and not go to it for everything.
1: I mean, that's actually, that would be my first, that would be my next question, is what happens once the novelty wears off and you, you know, because if you go from the ability, when you go from not being able to go see the doctor, or if you break your leg and you don't have insurance, you've got to mortgage your house, you know what I mean? Take a second mortgage out to cover it, you know? Like, it's like, you know, hospital bills are outrageous. My friend was telling me the other day she had some heart problem. And it cost her sixteen hundred or sixteen thousand dollars every time they went in to go do something. I was like, Good lord. I think it was sixteen thousand dollars or something. I was just like, What are you cr-? like what? Like well, I don't that's, know that's what they did, but it's just that's like, why there's, right? uh, like you
0: know tourism medical care where people go to India or Thailand to get procedures. You know, that that India prides itself. They're like, hey, come here, get a procedure done for a quarter of the cost.
1: I mean, and I don't God. How soon do you want it to be canceled cuz god there's so many jokes in there
0: god so many <laughs> go go ahead what are, I'm not thinking anything oh anime. just
1: so many god like i mean What's the difference? You go to India and get treated by the Indian doctor, or go to New York Presbyterian and get treated by the Indian doctor. Oh. what difference does it <laughs> fucking make? You well, know what I, mean? I don't, I don't know. It's the mean location, not
0: the doctor. The doctors I, are the same. It's just the I, that's what the, I mean. The rate like, of. Re- of uh, Billing, right
1: like, right? like, what's the difference, right? You, like, if you know, that's what I mean. Like, you might as well go to India because it can be the same fucking doctors. It doesn't cost you a tenth as much. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't mean <laughs> it like some insult. No, no, it no, it's insulting. reverse racism. I just, I just mean the like, you know, when my dad was in the hospital, all of the doc- every single doctor we saw was Indian. Every single one. That's I used not to have a yeah reverse no, racist. Yes, it is true.
0: I used to have a reverse racist joke, like not a reverse. I don't know what you'd call it. A racist. In my act, it's probably on one of my CDs where I don't remember the punchline. I don't remember the joke. But after the joke, I would say, fuck you. I don't care if that sounds racist because it was about, oh, it's coming to me. Um, it was about snow. It's. It's. Uh, I love the first snow of the year because it's like magic. It makes every driver an Asian woman. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, you get a big laugh and a few groans, and then my justification was, fuck you, I don't care if that's sort of racist, because tell you what, if you ask me if I want a doctor or a surgeon, I will say Asian woman, but fucking taxi cab driver? No way. Like, there are certain <laughs> stereotypes. I, I I stereotype Asian women uh, to be more powerful. I If you tell me I have an Asian woman doctor, fuck yeah, that sounds great.
1: Mm-hmm. I hear you. I still well. I still think that in ten years this is going to come back to haunt us. But whatever. Let's well, it's already on happens. a CD,
0: so it, it can come back to haunt me right. at any time. It's right. it's it, out there. And it's and therefore it will.
1: Yeah. Um, in today's culture, let's see what happens. But I mean, you know, I, I forgot how we got started talking about all this fucking ridiculousness. But um, oh, let me let me see if I can track it back. Personal thinking. Yeah,
0: I'm lost. Just being lost. open to new ideas—the idea, because I said oh, I challenged yeah, 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 my belief yeah, 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 in universal yeah, yeah, healthcare yeah, 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 yeah. by hearing. I, I remember thinking, "I don't want to believe this. This, this can't be true. Everybody deserves healthcare. I, how can it cost more? This, this has got to be wrong. It's a skewed study. I had, I fought the idea that universal healthcare was a good idea within myself. I remember fighting it, saying, right. this, this study has to be wrong. I don't want to hear Absolutely. this. Universal healthcare right. is going to help everyone."
1: Right. Yes. It it literally, it it goes against your beliefs. And so you can't deal with that. So you choose just not to. But you know, here's the funny thing. I, I was thinking about this in my own life, right? I was thinking about some of the things musically that I'm not good at, that I could be good at, but I'm only not good at because I don't want to feel
0: stupid. The piccolo? Exactly.
1: No, but, like, let's take something, like, simple, right? Like, sight reading. I'm, I'm a decent sight reader, right? I'm okay. I can get my. I, can, I know enough to get myself in trouble. I just don't spend a lot of time reading these days. So if you put me on, like, a high-pressure Broadway gig, I couldn't cut it. I would get my ass whooped. But if you gave me, you know, a couple weeks with the book or something, I could work it out and figure it out, and my reading would get back into shape. But I also know that if I take 15, 20 minutes a day... And just work on it; it will be great. in a, In three weeks, it'll be really good, and in a month, it'll be fantastic, and in six months, I'll be reading like you read a newspaper, right? But I, I have know a thought here that, too. When
0: you're ready, just keep going. But yeah, but
1: I know that fundamentally, what I can physically play up against what I can read. The disparity between those two things is, is far enough away that I feel stupid when I start to work on my reading because what I'm reading I can play easily without even thinking about it. And that disparity that makes me feel stupid is the thing that stops me from moving forward. Now, I can say that out loud all day and I can say, okay, for the next six weeks, I'm gonna work on my reading. And you know what'll probably happen? I'll work on it for about five days, maybe six. And then I'll start not doing it again. Now, that's because reading is just not that important to me in the field of music that I'm in currently. Like, it's just not a skill that would make me more money. So I don't do it because I don't really care. But I realize that many of my beliefs, I hold on to them because reviewing them makes me feel stupid right having to change my mind when i fought so hard for something i don't want to let that go Like when you say the thing about the the health care i'm coming up in my head before you've even finished the sentence i'm coming up with a thousand excuses for well that's because we're americans and it just got started and it works in canada just fine and blah 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 and all this other stuff and I, already, I was already, much like you were talking about, being defensive about something that I believe is a good idea, even though I understand that, it will, that the system's gonna have to change. And part of what needs to change is the fact that doctors maybe need to not grow up thinking that the reason to become a doctor is, become, is because you're gonna make three million dollars a year, you know? Like maybe the reason to become a doctor is because you wanna heal people and help people and make a difference and make a solid living like make a a well into six figures but do you have to make seven or eight or not i don't know what what doctors make but no you're right i mean i remember
0: reading interviews or hearing um just british doctors saying i make a great living my living is fantastic yeah i'm upper middle class I'm not a CEO, but I am solidly upper middle class, and I'm fine. And you're right; there is a lot of prestige in America with the "ooh, I can't wait to be a doctor and get a yacht and a big All house right. and a you know there there there's there's obviously purity. You, you can't paint uh, such a wide brush. There are people that get into it no. to help people, of um, but it is of a high. Course. What's that? Of course. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, but we, we also have a thing in this country where when you start talking about socialized medicine, the first thing that, that we say as Americans is, why would somebody go into medicine then if they weren't going to make a lot of money? That's literally, that's part of the argument. At least that has been part of the argument in the past. I don't know if it still
0: is part of the argument. I was going to say, but I haven't that heard that is. in a long time. So Right.
1: But that used to be a real solid part of the argument, right? And a real solid part of why they think socialism or communism is a bad idea is because without an economic motivator, people won't do things. If you give people welfare and give them this and give them this, people won't go to work. I just don't believe that to be true because most of the people I know who are really poor work harder than anybody I've ever met in my life. They just don't make a lot of money.
0: Can I right. counter that? I don't yes, disbelieve please. it, but let me give you—I—I I believe what you believe for the most part. This goes back, and it's an example you will understand. Um, when I got to Berkeley College of Music, uh, listeners, that's where Barrett and I met one another. Um, I got your ass up every day. Said we're going to go to breakfast oh, and yeah. we're going to go to class. Oh yeah, as because I was fucking paying for it. And <laughs> right. everybody in our peer group. We're talking John, we're talking Chris, we're talking Roy. Um God, even I think Rocco and Pat, I mean like especially like Chris and John, I mean they would sleep in and Roy they would skip oh, classes. Yeah. They were just like, nope, not going to class, sleeping in, oh, it's too early. I don't want to get it. and I'm like, I am paying for this shit. I'm going <laughs> to class. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm not saying that's a poor rich thing. I'm just saying that it, sometimes it, it's not a complete argument what you're saying, because I, I agree. I believe I'm on your side of it. But it was one of those things that challenged me. I'm like, why are they, do these people think they're just getting an education for free or that, that doesn't matter? I was very confused by it. And I'm still confused by it. The idea that you would pay for it, or maybe were they on some sort of scholarship? I don't remember, but no, it just but seemed I, odd I, to me.
1: I think that, that you have, because of the way you grew up, you don't really understand that sense of entitlement that people have. Is you that don't what it was? Really ha- yeah, because you don't have that in the same way, which is why sometimes like, we'll have conversations about entitlement and privilege and stuff, and you don't really understand, because it's not really how you're
0: wired.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like that's. I'm not Steve Martin in really, the jerk.
0: I was born yeah. a poor black child. Right,
1: right, exactly, right. Like you don't necessarily have that same wiring that you should be like. Let no, me interrupt in quick to, for any
0: listener that mm-hmm. doesn't know. <laughs> like you know, I was poor white trash that then moved to the ghetto of Milwaukee where I was known as Whitey. So, <laughs> that's where that comment comes from. Yeah. From the jerk is Barrett yeah, knows yeah, you my.
1: Were, yeah, you were right. You were born around poor white people then went and lived around a whole bunch of poor black people then went back and lived around some more poor white people and
0: and and i'm just like (laughs) yeah okay and the thing that yeah so anyway we can just move on we can talk about my childhood another time but i just wanted to anyone that thought that i was being flippant about the jerk no no that was my life i was steve martin
1: Right. And, so, like, right. and so you understood, like, you had poor white friends, poor black friends, poor all kinds of friends. And you realized that the commonality among all of them was that they were all poor and all pretty much in the same dysfunctional shit. Right. Like, I love it. Like, I, I, it's funny. Just a quick aside. I got into an argument with one of my friends a couple of years ago. We're on our way to a gig. Up in, like, it was like a five hour drive to get to this gig. And so, and he and I are friends. So it's like, oh man, we get to spend all this time chilling. And all we do is fight the whole way up <laughs> about a five fucking, hours later.
0: Hey, we're not friends and we have to drive back right. home. Well, fuck. it was
1: five hours where we we're like, kind of like, okay, let's cool. We'll go play this gig. And then he didn't want to stay over. They got us a room for the night. And he didn't want to stay. He wanted to drive back to five hours. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go. And I thought we'd be fine. We literally just fought the whole way back too. And I was like, oh my God, this fucking nonsense but he was arguing with me about like sexism and racism and how they just don't exist and how it's all just such utter bullshit and blah 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 and how poor black people are so they act like this and he's seen it because he lives in the city and he sees how poor black people are and how how the poor white people around him don't act at all like that i'm like that's because you've never been around poor white real poor white people because i promise you the trailer park isn't i've been to the trailer park I met this girl once and she gave me her address and I didn't know where the fuck it was and so we went over to a crib and it was a trauma park and I was like, Oh, this is up where white folks live and it wasn't any different than the than the hood. It was exactly the same thing except the homes. Yeah, more blow Confederate away. flags, but Right, more Confederate flags and the homes blow away in the wind. But other than that, it's pretty much the same fucking place. Skeevy looking people, scary looking people, drugs, nice people, people who are just trying to work and make a living, all kinds of stuff. It is pretty much the same demographic. I was like, oh right, like these are the same people. They're just white. And and he but his belief is that poor white people who are on heroin or meth or you know all locked the fuck up and all kinds of stuff are somehow better than the their black counterparts like that they're somehow more sophisticated huh. like the and that and when i said do you do know that the vast majority of people on this in this country are on welfare are white people in the midwest right well that's because of the immigrants i was like dude you're <laughs> from austria <laughs> i'm like you're an immigrant what what immigrants in the midwest i live
0: here they just work at all the tyson plants that's it that's that's they open mexican restaurants and they pluck chickens for us that's literally what happens in the midwest it's uh, tragic but you know that's well except for the mexican rest parts that's not tragic that's amazing i love our immigrants but the the ones that have to work at the meatpacking plants that trump is ordering back to work right now that's tragic
1: so how yeah, they're treated. I
0: mean, it's they're they're disposable, well, expendable. It's it's horrible.
1: Yeah, but his belief, his fundamental belief, is that
0: black. I'm, I'm sorry, can I interrupt you? Yeah, please. During this conversation, did he know you were black? <laughs> well, here's the funny thing.
1: He gets into the whole race and IQ thing, which I always... I'm like, oh, "Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) So he gets into this, and he goes, and I don't mean you, because you're obviously smart, but on average... And I'm like, okay, here we go. And I don't even want to get into this debate. I don't even want to get into it now. Not, not even I don't even want to get into it because there's just... There, it's so multivariant that the idea that one thing and one test and one... It's like, all right, here's an example that I always love to use. It's, I, it's not mine. Somebody gave it to me and I've been using it ever since. If you said that there's a disproportionate amount of Russians... In pian- that win piano competitions or chess competitions and that that must be a genetic advantage right that would be completely foolish because if you understood what Russians were willing to do to their children on the way to the concert hall to get them to the concert hall or the chess grandmastery, you would see that that wasn't the genetic predisposition is they're willing to put your children through eight, nine, ten hours of practice a day, whacking them in the knuckles with a with something every time they fuck up. Do you well, know, it's what the, 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 that's not I, gen, that's not a genetic predisposition to be smarter. It's they're just willing to work their children significantly harder than we are. Right. Without you made me, before they call it cruel.
0: <laughs> you you know, made me all. think of two things. You made me think of Tiger Mom mm-hmm. and uh, Tiger Woods's dad. I mean just Right. Tigers abound. Tiger Woods's dad had a had a golfing putt in his hand as a kid and it was just yeah. like you will or uh, those two are two specific examples. Any I mean, generic Joe example Joe yeah, Jackson well, with the Jackson Five shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or just <laughs> any generic example is any Olympic medalist. You talk yeah. about Olympic medalists and you read their stories, they're like uh I don't really have any friends outside of like my gymnast friends or my swimmer friends or whatever. Um nope, don't go, you know, like they get up, they go to the training facility, they're there all day and then they go home. That's it. That's I'm wow. um, are, are you watching The Last Dance on ESPN? No. Only watched episode 1 last night, but everybody's talking about it and it's it's as good as everyone says. Just in that first episode, talking about Michael Jordan's work ethic, and the one thing he got from several of the coaches interviewed is no one had a work ethic like Michael Jordan. Like, he had his natural talent, yes, but he took his natural talent and then worked harder than but, anyone. What,
1: but was it natural, right? Didn't he get cut from his college team or something? Uh, he was high school junior varsity, varsity, I believe it right? was. He wasn't, he wasn't good enough. And then, Yeah, he, and he like, said, fuck you, I'll show you. And, and started working his asshole. So was it natural talent or did he? I mean, it, I be, here's what I believe. I believe that it is natural talent, but I believe that natural talent is activated by hard work. It's yeah, like I mean, it could be like 70-30 could be right. like
0: 70 30 percent right. natural talent but 70 percent effort honing it honing it right. honing it absolutely
1: and i really do think that a lot of times the ability to look effortless takes hours and hours and hours and hours of effort if not years of effort to look effortless well yeah it's, let me let me you give know. you another
0: let me switch sports um i get yelled at a lot here in iowa because there's no professional NFL team and everybody loves the Hawkeyes or the Cyclones. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck either way. And when I talk to people, they're like, why don't you look like at football? I'm like, I love the NFL. They're like, oh, it's i I'm like, there are so many college washouts in the NFL. There are 32 NFL teams. I think it's 32. Four, 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 four. Yeah. Um, and so there are 10,000 colleges. And they all have athletics. And they all have football. So the funnel gets rid of players on the way to becoming professional NFL players is insane. And you see so many of them that actually make it to the NFL and then wash out because it is kicked up such a high notch that they took whatever talent they had, natural ability and work ethic, and I don't want to say slacked off, but they didn't realize that, oh, once you get to the NFL, you have to work four times as hard not the same level as you were working in college not twice as hard you have and that's why I appreciate the NFL because the play is just so much better at everybody I think there's a comedian that made a joke about this like you can make fun of the Cleveland Browns all day long for sucking and having horrible seasons but you can put them against the best the guy the team that won the Rose Bowl the year before and it won't even be close the Browns will just walk all over them, but that just i'm just in my head i'm tying this together with work ethic and natural ability because it's the people that work harder once they get to the nfl and don't slack off or think yay i made it i can stop working now those are the ones that make it even further or actually get to keep their job after one season and don't get cut
1: yeah i mean i i i agree with you 100 and and i think that it's really, like, what tends to happen, what I realize, and you learn this at Berkeley, you know, or you learn this anywhere, right, is that they're not – we don't really have choices. Like, we think that we have choices, right, right? we think that we can choose this or this or this or this or at any point in our lives we can move towards this and again this American exceptionalism like we believe that these things are possible when the reality is it's just not really that true right like if you need to be functioning at a 9.5 or above out of 10 right when you hit the stage you don't You can't stay up until 6 in the morning doing blow-off some hooker's tits and then drinking all day long and showing up to the club five minutes before showtime and get up there and really think you're going to really, really get an A. Right? Like, you really can't do that, most likely. Well, you
0: can, and I don't mean this to be glib, but you are going to Chris Farley or John Belushi yourself. You're You're going to go away. And or... Yeah. If you don't go out that extreme... I'm drawing blank right now, but I know there are examples out there of people that had their shot, you know, they, they, they had whatever it was and because they were unprofessional, they just sort of went away.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's really what it is, right? Like I, again, like we bring it back to ourselves. I realized fundamentally that if I look at my life and I'm unhappy with it, right like if i'm if i'm unhappy with the kind of gigs i'm getting like at the time in my life when i was unhappy with the kind of gigs that came my way that i got and things like that that w- and when i knew people who had much better gigs i had to come to the realization that the reason why they weren't putting me on those gigs wasn't because i wasn't qualified physically is because i wasn't qualified mentally like they didn't trust that i had the responsibility level or not even trusted. They, I hadn't demonstrated to them that I have the responsibility level necessary to cut that gig on, on more than a substitute basis, right? And having to deal with that, I was like, okay, well, if I believe I have that, then I need to make sure I show people that because at the and, and I had to take it upon myself. Because I re- And I really do believe that that's really the thing, right? Like, once I realize that, like, if I want a certain life, I can't make other choices, right? Like, if you really want to have a certain kind of life, and again, there's always exceptions, but, like, for me, let's say, I can't wake up at 6 in the morning and smoke weed all day, not practice, not learn songs, not write, not work on anything, and then show up and act like I'm going to crush it day in and day out. I may be able to do it like you said, right? I may be able to to pull it off every now and then, right? I'll smoke weed all day and I won't do anything and I'll procrastinate all day, you know, and wait till the last minute to learn songs and, you know, make shitty charts and, you know, blah, 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 whatever, and then show up and act like I'm going to kill it. It's like, "Mm, probably not. And if I do, how many times can I pull that off before I just, before... The music is too hard. Like I underestimate the music. That's happened when I would be that way. I would underestimate how long it was gonna take me. And then I'd show up to the gig half baked, even though I had a week to learn the music. And then once I stopped doing that, once I actually started learning it when it came in and making decent charts or make sure I really just memorized the music and really did the work, then you know what happened? The gigs started getting better. And when I started actually taking control of that stuff and showing people that I could be responsible and show up and learn shit, then I started getting better gigs. And when I started booking more gigs and then rehearsing the band and doing stuff and then Katie and I were doing our thing and then we got better gigs, right? Like, it, it really did come down to a, a point where we realized the whole idea of options is bullshit, right? Like, you can't just fuck around your whole life and act like good shit's supposed to happen to you magically. And I think that's part of the... Again, I don't want to blame it on us as being Americans, but most of the people I know from other countries that are first and second world countries, they don't function like we do in that particular way, which would tie back to your whole healthcare thing. My guess is that healthcare works in other places because they're just not raised with the idea, with the, you know, in the same way, right? They were raised, you know, 15 year olds drink wine and they don't have crazy I, <laughs> drunk driving
0: accidents. I was just thinking of that example. I was like, when he gives me a pause, I'm going to talk about France and 15-year-olds drinking wine so yeah. that when they turn 18, 20, 21, they're just drinking it, whereas fucking our, our kids get to college, and they uh, there are so many kids that go out after their freshman year. They get kicked out because they partied all year. They had no response. It's like they're, yay, I'm free. It's the, you know, woo, keggers, and then they get... That Their grades suffer, and they get kicked out of school for a year. They get put on suspension or probation or whatever oh, yeah. because it wasn't eased into the situation. Um yeah. I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I did want to wonder if we were going to somehow tie this back to your argument with your friend in the car because I wasn't sure if we finished with that or not. I oh, wasn't, yeah. Because I remember we're just like, yeah. So a, he's oh, like, well, the difference between black people and white people is – um, and we okay. just went off on so many tangents.
1: Let me, yeah, let me let me see if we can tie it back. So, so what it comes down to is these basic beliefs. Right? I think that's where we were going with that. Yes, with it, landmines
0: it, in the brain, where once you right. get close to a belief, you act reactionary and defensive, right, exactly. Instead of open and listening.
1: Right, and and when that, and so like he here's the. I'll give you one of the arguments he 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 made. Right, and the funny okay, thing but is, but you is that might le- change
0: my mind about
1: you. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I really, the funny thing is I really like him and I think he's smart and we, and, and other than this one thing, we agree about pretty much everything. And I consider him a good friend even though I don't talk to him much these days. You know, like I really don't think of him as a stupid person. I just think that his anger got in the way of his common sense and mine did too. You know, I, you. People, I feel the same you know. way kind
0: of about Bears fans and Vikings fans. I, I have <laughs> well, friends that are both, and I just I don't get it. Right, exactly. But I can still be friends with them.
1: Right. But <laughs> – Exactly, But, like, like, when he was talking about the race thing and how racism isn't really a thing and it only exists in your mind and blah, I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, do you understand the kind of shit that I've been through and the kind of fucked up things that have happened in my life because of racist bullshit? And he's like, yeah, but you just got to let it go and blah, 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 blah. You don't know that it was. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. You say, like, it's so fucking easy. And, like, these people didn't purposely do really horrific things to me when I was a kid just because they could. And that 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 does have an effect, you know? And it made me so angry. At the end of the day, he's got a point, right? Like, yeah, they maybe did it, but so what, right? Are they going to come back and say sorry? They're not. And if I just keep being pissed off at the fact that they did shit, that's on me, right? Like, I need to figure out a way to move on psychologically so that I can move on with my life. Because I'm never going to see these people again. And the stuff that they did to me 30 years ago, I need to be able to have, I need to deal with it. So that it you know what I mean? Like, so I do get that, but the idea that it doesn't exist is what bothered me. But here's the argument that would that really started the whole thing. We're talking about women and and he and sexism. And I had come to the conclusion that I I was talking to a woman about I was talking to to some I was talking to a, a white person about Something a cop had shot somebody, and I was like, "Man, that's just so fucked up." And he goes, "Yeah, but you don't know what really happened." And you, he goes down this litany of things. I said, "Dude, I, I didn't say that I know what happened. I said it's sad, and that from what it looks like." It it looks like it was unprovoked and the person was unarmed and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, and he immediately got defensive as if I was saying all cops are racist and that he's racist because he's white. And I was like, dude, I didn't say any of that. I said this specific cop shot this specific person and it looks a little suspicious. That's what I said. But he was so defensive. The minute I got near it, it was, are you saying all cops? Dude, nobody said all cops. Right. And it was really frustrating because I wasn't really saying that I was really talking about a very specific instance and, and I wasn't trying to lump it in with anything else. Right. And then like the next day I get a call from one of my female friends and we're talking and talking and she talks to me and she says how some man did something. And the minute it came out of her mouth, I was like, well, you don't really know. And maybe he didn't mean it. And she was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no, he did. And this is what happened. And I was like, oh, come on. you You can't be so. And I was like, oh. and then when I hung up the phone with her, I realized that if white people can't see racism, like just oblivious to it, you know, in certain ways, then maybe men are oblivious to sexism. And that, when I, and that because I can't see it, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Because I can look at this whole racism thing that I do see and understand, and I know tons of white people who just don't see it. And what are you talking about? And that wasn't racist, and that's not what they meant, and all kind. I'm like, oh, my God, are you crazy? And I, and, and I said this to him, like, maybe there's a possibility. I wasn't even saying I was Right. I would just say that there's a possibility that sexism exists and as men, we just are oblivious to it because it doesn't affect us. It's like I think we talked about this last week, well, maybe it no what are you gonna say? You,
0: I was gonna say I don't know if you convince me in either of those, but if that does ring through, then maybe these Christians do have an idea. I think I think I might believe in God now. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, exactly. But uh,
0: sorry, that's what was going no. through my brain. No, I hear right. you and I agree with you. I just but, like Right. Now a Christian's gonna be like, Hey, just cause you don't see it. Right.
1: But but the funny thing is that so we started talking about it and then he started then we started getting into the whole idea of he said, Well what about this? Like if you go to a club and, and, and a woman gets drunk and you have sex with her and she wakes up in the morning and decides that you raped her And I was like, okay, well, here's what I think. He goes, she should take some responsibility for that. Because she got drunk and blah, 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 blah. And she did this stuff and you didn't know and you were past the point of consent, too. Like, you both got drunk. And so why do you have to be the the bearer of consent? Like, why why do you have to be the one who has all the responsibility as the man? Can I I interrupt you
0: there? Yeah, please. Malcolm Gladwell did an entire episode on that and it was fascinating I I couldn't tell you anything other than you Malcolm Gladwell breaks everything down in a way that is really interesting and this goes back to the French kid at age 15 drinking wine versus the um, uh, American kid who just starts getting obliterated when he gets off to college yep and Malcolm's final take was it's it's a societal thing and we need to talk to boys and girls about consent and drinking more than anything and yeah. drinking to oblivion and the idea that drinking yeah. to oblivion is okay because to blame it on one side or the other well she shouldn't have been drunk or I couldn't it, it, he's, it I, I could be getting it wrong but it did seem to break down to fairly equal lines like the, the situation is unfortunate for both people involved but the overall thing is we need to approach alcohol differently as a nation.
1: Yeah, and nobody wants to do that. No college wants to be the one that bans drinking in all areas because they know that nobody's going to fucking go to their school even though they know that the minute you make alcohol a non-issue by removing it, you know that the minute you do that that the 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 stats on Rape and date rape and sexual assault are going to go down by. I think the number is like eighty-five percent.
0: Oh, it's going to be. The, like the funny literally, thing is, is we've already been yeah. through this. Every everybody said that America would end when smoking got banned. Oh, nobody's going to go to restaurants or bars or nightclubs. Everything's going to close. Didn't happen. No, I mean, there will be. St- like, take the University of Phoenix, uh, which is just known as being a dipshit school for partying. Um, yeah, they they might take a hit. But if you stress academics first, like Harvard does not lose out on anything by being known as an academic I mean, school.
1: Right. I mean, it's nonsense. But, well, and, and, and his whole point was that if a woman gets drunk, she should know she might wake up with a dick in her. Basically. And I was like, okay, let's say that that's true. Let's say that we both agree that men and women bear the same amount of responsibility and if she goes and if she gets drunk she should understand that she might wake up with a dick in her right okay fine let's say that that we accept that then why is it not reasonable that he doesn't understand that if he gets drunk he might wake up with some handcuffs on him right like like why is it like like if she should know that if she gets drunk and goes home with a man that that she might have sex that he doesn't realize. Why is it not his responsibility to understand that if he has sex with a drunk woman, he might wake up and get rape charges put on him? Right? Like, how I mean, is I, that? I think not, that goes to do you know
0: what I mean? how drunk he was. I mean, if he's uh, for any predator who's like, oh, she's drunk, I'm going to take advantage of her, absolutely fucking rape. Right. You have two people that are equally incapacitated. I, that's a fuzzy line. And I, I literally thought you were gonna say uh, he's gonna wake up with a dick in him, not handcuffs. Right. <laughs> I, that be I mean, same what idea except <laughs> with a dick in him,
1: right? Well, I mean, it does have the same jail implications, right? <laughs> this is <laughs> true, but but that but that was my opinion. He totally disagreed with that. He thought that the that it should be much more on her to be responsible than him, and then the guy. And he didn't think that that was fair that the guy should have to worry about rape charges. Any more than she should have to worry about rape, and I'm like, okay, dude, that's absurd. Because I already don't well, believe that she should think that if she gets drunk, she should wake up with a dick in her. I think that's absurd to to have that. But I do well, not think only is that, that absurd, you know, but
0: I've I've read uh, several unfortunate books on rape uh, yeah. over the past year, and to a T, the 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 girls were drunk. But coherent enough to say, wait, wait, no, I don't want this. Either before it started or, and there was, you know, absolute rape there, you know, so yeah. you'd have to be blackout drunk um, to well, to have on both but, parts.
1: But here's the thing, you know, I can tell you I'm agreeing I've with met, you in a way, that's what but, I'm saying. But I've met women who are blackout drunk, and this, here's the scary part, right? I met this woman at a gig. She was a friend of the girlfriend of one of the bandmates, right? They worked at the same uh, restaurant or bar together. And she's like, oh, my boyfriend's playing. Why don't you come with me tonight? And so they kind of just met and become friendly with each other. And so she came down to the gig and she and I met. And she was drunk when she showed up. And she continued to get plastered. And I didn't know. And she asked me for a ride home. And I was like, sure. And she was perfectly coherent. And she wasn't slurring her words. She sounded perfectly reasonable. And she said, I don't want to go home. And I said, yeah, I'm really tired. I got to go. I really want to go, you know. Um, I'll just want to drop you off. She goes, no, let's hang out for a bit. And I was like, all right, whatever. So we hung out. And then she goes, I really don't want to go. So she starts kind of putting the moves on me a little bit. So I'm like, all right, fine. So we get out of the car. We, like, have we mess around and talking stuff, whatever. Next day, I call her up a day or two later and she says, Hey, I woke up the next the other day and I felt like I had a lot of sex. Did I did we have sex? I was like, Yeah. She goes, Yeah, I felt like I had a lot of sex. i I like, You don't remember? She goes, No. And I was like, Oh my God. And that was terrifying to me. Because I legitimately had no fucking clue that she was blackout drunk. And that's really terrifying. Because in that situation, had she and I woken up next to each other, she would have literally woken up with a stranger. Because she wouldn't have remembered. You know what I mean? Like, she remembered meeting me. She remembered who I was, but if we woke up next to each other, she'd have been like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I don't know you like this. What the hell are you doing in my bed? Or Where the fuck am I? Right? Like, I could have really been in trouble, and I had no clue that she was drunk, and neither did anybody else. And that's a little—in that particular scenario— I'm like, okay, that's a little scary because I'm on stage and I'm playing and I'm doing my thing. I'm not watching her. I don't see her drinking all night. And when I'm talking to her, she seems perfectly normal. And I've met lots of men and women, not really men, boys and girls, people under 25, right? I've met lots of young, young people who can be blackout drunk and fully functional.
0: I think the Gladwell Mm -hmm. episode talks about that, too. It's it's weird. It's been a while since I listened to it. But you're you're bubbling forth memories in my mind of that episode. Um, Yeah, I can't really talk about it too much because it's it's just the sense of what happened. I don't want to speak out of turn, but it's worth listening to if anyone can find it.
1: I'll, I'll I'll check it out. I mean, that was really scary. And, and, and you know what I learned as a result of that? I what that taught me in that moment. I was like, okay, I need to be more careful. I didn't think to myself, she needs to watch what she's doing. I thought to myself, shit, I could have gotten in some real trouble and maybe there's something I could have done to avoid this, I don't know what it was, because really, I look back at the situation, I mean, I could just not be, not have had a one-night stand with somebody, and it wasn't a one-night stand, it turned into an actual thing, where we actually started seeing each other for a minute, and, you know, she curbed her drinking some, and and we had a thing for, like, a few months, right, but, like, it really could have been a one-night thing that was just not even on anybody's radar, and I suppose you know that's the rule, right? That's what the Christians would say, just or the any religious people just don't have cheap sex with women you don't know, and you can avoid these problems. <laughs> that's why I'm not a Christian. I knew there was I mean, a reason I but, couldn't remember. But, you know, but that that's a valid point, right? Like if I wasn't hooking up with strangers after a gig, you know, trying to masturbate with some girl's vagina. Because I didn't like I, – I mean, I liked her enough, but I didn't know her. She was she's cute. I thought she was kind of hot and thought it would be fun.
0: Well, she then, probably had you know? the same thing in her own way right. when she's drunk. Like, right. I'm going to masturbate exactly. with this guy's dick.
1: Right, exactly. Like, all I was going to go do if I didn't hook up was just go home and jerk off and go to sleep. So she, like – in not in a fucked-up way, but, like, I wasn't, like, really – like, it was It was fun sex. It was fun and passion and all that stuff, but – But, like, I hadn't started my night out thinking it was going to end that way. It was kind of like, oh, look at this. Okay, cool. All right. Let's do it, you know? And so I could have just not done that. And if I, you know you don't live like that, you generally probably don't have these problems, right? <laughs> you know, right. Like if I don't, you know, if I don't go home with people I don't know and have sex with them, chances are I won't get rape charges put against me. <laughs> not to say that I will if I do that. No, but that's, that's a good but, way to But put it. But statistically speaking, going home with drunk women that I met at a bar that I do not know and have no idea of anything about them other than that they're drunk and kind of hot, and I want to stick my dick in them, that actually probably would increase the chances of me getting a rape charge, right? Even if it is an ambiguous situation. So, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you do? You just avoid that shit. And so, anyway, we tie it back to this idiot in the car. He's not an idiot. We just had a disagreement. But, you know, he would not accept that women should have that, that men should have any responsibility and he was just so angry he was so angry at women that he wasn't able to see through his anger and, and that ties back to where we started is a lot right. of
0: people when they get on Facebook right. they and have they a profile they have a page this yeah. is my post this is my opinion I believe it and when that gets challenged people get well, defensive and they and, get angry and,
1: and, the landmines and that's why don't I walk, walk away off. The landmines just go off. I mean, like, I think, you know, on a macro and a micro level, you see it, right? When you get near some shit in, uh, funny thing, a guy was in a band with this guy and he said once, his his brother said something to him and he went, Mikey, Jesus Christ, there's some secrets you keep even from yourself. <laughs> and I thought that was thought that was such a hilarious thing to say, but it's true. There's certain parts of your personality that if you get too close to them, landmines go off. And your thoughts turn against you and you move in another direction because you're so uncomfortable with that part of yourself that you cannot even deal with it objectively. So your mind won't even let you go near it, right? It's just, it, it brings up too much shame or guilt or whatever it is. And I feel like whatever these landmines are, we have these beliefs, right? Like even things that I don't believe are true consciously, I subconsciously act them out because... Of these landmines are to set up in my brain. And I feel like the same thing is true when it comes to the idea with the liberals, with the race and gender thing, right? Everything is racism and sexism, 100%. And I'm like, well, what if it isn't? What if we do have some kind of structural racism or some kind of structural sexism, right? Let's say that, that that for the sake of this conversation, you and I will both accept the fact that there are structural racism and structural sexism, right? But does that mean that every time I don't get a job, even if a portion of that is racism does that mean that all of it is racism and can we deal with just the racism part and if we removed all that would I still have gotten the job or are these is it a multivariant reason right because I think that there are structural racism and sexism but I don't think it's the sole reason for everything that goes on between the races or the genders I just don't believe that it is the sole reason why there's inequality you know but the minute I get I talk to a a, a, a far-left person about that, there's a landmine that goes off and goes, <laughs> that can't be possible, it must always be this. But if I talk to a person who's a far-right person, it's like, <laughs> landmine goes off. There's no such thing as racism. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's, you know what I mean? Like, racism is not the only problem. And well, I mean, that's it's not say, we, non-existent we either you know we,
0: this this was our thing 2 weeks ago i think it was when i uh, talked to my white liberal friend right who was uh angry at the protesters in michigan because they're all racist i'm like right it's or right. they just want to go back to work and then what's funny is right exactly um, <laughs> and i i we didn't talk about this last week uh they they the uh reporters followed um uh, or maybe we did talk about it i don't remember the long and the short of it is All of those protests all across the country were funded by the same people that funded the Tea Party. It's right wing, small government, you know, just fuck the Democrat uh, governors. We want uh, it. Sure, there's racism in their hearts, probably, as I admitted. I'm like, yeah, you see the Confederate flag. They're fucking racist. But my my friend said they saw the studies. COVID-19 is affecting people of color more than it is white people, so they want to go back to work. I'm like, they, they don't even fucking know that. They, they don't know anything about the virus. They're just out there angry. That's literally it. In this case, and he just was like, no, it's racism. You just don't see it. I'm like, all right, well, okay, fine. Agree to disagree. You you go through your life with the whole, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail solution. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that... that I, I really feel like Us coasters, East Coast, West Coast, Far Coast people, shoreline folks, you know, I think we have a really, and I I, I can't say we, because I can't speak for everybody, but there seems to be a general feeling about people in the Midwest as being stupid and unimportant, right? And I think- Yeah,
0: no, we we get that. We're called flyover states, and uh, California feels the same way.
1: And I think it's really shitty, and I, but I also think that because of the lack of diversity that you guys have out there, the idea of white privilege seems completely absurd to you because I everybody you know is I told you white. we have Mexicans what? in the right. chicken it, plants. The t- the t- you the not chicken listen? Plant, right. That was in <laughs> <Exactly>. this episode. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but, but you know, it's actually I am sorry. I remember sorry. when I was out there, Latinos. I remember God damn when I was out racist. there,
1: and I saw some Mexicans, and I know they were Mexicans because I talked to them. But yeah. I remember seeing them, thinking, "Oh my God, you guys have Mexicans out here!" I actually remember being shocked. When you I saw, saw people, people of
0: color, too, black
1: right. people, right? And of I color. remember that old person, but okay,
0: but no, I'm hey. kidding. It's a couple of people, but right, you, but I was I, gonna but say, but you couldn't come to the after bar then uh, because there were at least right. four or five, right. right? Exactly, outside, you know, <laughs> right. not, not exactly. in the bar with us, but no, right?
1: <laughs> They're not allowed in, but you know, they come around, no, 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 they were <laughs> from the
0: project across yeah. the street,
1: right. But you know, that's the difference well, really. between our
0: projects and your projects. Is uh, you wouldn't have known that that was the Section Eight housing. You're like, wow, that's goddamn nice. Yeah, that's where the Section Eight housing is here. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny. But it's uh, funny. Yeah. And if you have a closing thought, we should probably start putting a cherry on this Sunday because uh, we're. Yeah, I, we're I, I can't there. see Mike. We're we're we're, we're 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 talking like long. two hours or something. No, but, it's, it's it's over an hour, and we should uh, yeah. And it's well, funny because up front I said I want to complain about Facebook and maybe we'll solve racism. And Jesus, fuck, mm. we brought it back around. We, we, <laughs> we,
1: well, well, but, you know, but we I found mean, you racism know, to talk but here's about the thing, what we always but do. You, you know, my In thoughts on this stuff, you know, my thoughts on this stuff. Like, I feel like my honest feeling is that, right, if we believe that men and women are of equal intelligence and are of equal capacity then I think we should spend our time really trying to figure out where the disparities come from. And while some of it might be gender, might be inherent sexism and things like that, and I fundamentally believe that some of it is that, I also believe that there are a whole host of other factors and a whole host of things that we could do that would really make a difference in the lives of women in moving them forward other than just saying men are shit right i think there's actual real programs that that could be put in place that would advance that other than just saying everything is based on sexism and i think the same thing is true about race i think the problem is that in this country there isn't an inherent belief that black people and white people are at their fundamental foundation equal that's the problem as i feel like a lot of even white liberals i feel like a lot of the stuff that they do is based on an idea that They are, that white people are better than black people. So white people, so black people need white people's help. And I only believe that because when I ask about poor, when I ask my white liberal friends, and I legitimately do this regularly, I ask my white liberal friends about how they feel about poor white people and suffering poor white folks and white folks who aren't getting educated and white folks who are drug addicted. Their response is, well, they should know better. And what's wrong with them? They're just so lazy. And I'm like, oh my God, you sound just like the conservatives when they're talking about black people. Like, liberal white people tend to have no love. And again, blanket statement, right? Like, I, I can't paint them all with such a broad brush. But in general, I find that white people have no compassion for poor white people. They find them to be an embarrassment and, uh, and lazy and... I find that they don't have like liberal white people have no love for poor white people, they love all kinds of other poor colored folk, but they don't seem to love poor white folks, you know. And I can't say that's completely true, obviously, because I know plenty of people who work in social services in those white neighborhoods and those white communities, and they go and they really help people, right? They do it all the time. But it seems like on a on a mass level, that's not what I'm seeing. And I think that that would be to tie it all around to COVID and everything else, right? If we took this opportunity, right, I imagine that oh, I won't speak for you. Because of me because of COVID over here, it sucks. It's terrible. I have very few I have no gigs and my students are like online. It's it's not it's not ideal, right? But on the plus side of it, aside from having a crazy amount of time to practice, I'm running every day, two, three miles, and I'm seeing my neighbors, and we're waving to each other, and I'm getting to know people in my neighborhood that well, I've lived here for five, six years and never met any of them, and I'm walking to the store for exercise, and I'm bumping into other people who are doing the same thing, and we're not talking, but we're waving. And I did meet a woman the other day who was walking her dog on the other side of the street. She goes, hey, I see you walking all the time. Uh, maybe I'll join you one day. I was like, oh, that'd be really fun and this woman I've seen but we've never actually said two words to each other in 5 years and and I believe that if we allow for our humanity to come out and our sense of community we could use this opportunity to reset our bullshit and actually be better as a result of this aside. Like, you know, there'll be lots of deaths and that shit's going to suck. Right. I'm not saying like look on the bright side and silver lining it, but, but, but for lack of a better phrase, I kind of am, I guess That maybe that is the way out of this is instead of like us reverting to our, the worst parts of our personality, the tribal stuff and the violence and aggression. Why don't we appeal to the best side of us? the sense of community and help and honor and all that other stuff. And we could really come out of this and maybe be a stronger, better, more functional nation, more integrated nation versus one that's more divided. You know, like, well, I think that's a real I possibility, you know? We
0: can if we get the fuck offline. So I that mean, brings it yeah. all the way home.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. We're, well, we yeah, we have to find a way to change the... We need we need to find a way to have sources of news that we trust and we don't. And because almost exactly how we started the conversation, people seem to be more interested in being right than finding the truth. They want their truth to be the right one, not the truth to be the right one. You know, that seems to be. But if we could, I don't know, maybe we need to take a few steps back and figure out how to psychologically get people to the place where they can accept the fact that they are maybe wrong on both sides. You know, as Trump would say, good people on both sides, but really, like maybe we need to not fight that fight because we're just not there emotionally. Maybe we need to take two or three steps back and figure out what kind of people would would be willing to change their mind about something a belief a long held belief and then figure out how to become those people rather than try to force people to be that, maybe figure out what kind of people could make that decision and then figure out how we can become those people. Because I just don't think we're we're psychologically prepared to do it, you know?
0: I was going to say that it it all starts at home. And that's, that. this this, this will really wrap it up, is that's why I walk away from fights online. It's like, okay, I will lose this. You got the last word. You win. I I didn't engage you. You win. I don't give a fuck. I will, nobody will notice it, and I'm fine with that, but lead by example. And it doesn't make me better. But it will at least keep a sense of sanity. Like, the the less fights there are on Facebook, the less fights there are on Facebook. Yeah,
1: and it also just so. declutters your life. Shit. Exactly. You know, fuck Facebook. Like, your life is made better as a result of you not letting that, that garbage in.
0: Right? <laughs> like, I mean, this was an hour you know. I spent on the phone with a friend instead of sitting and staring at a computer screen. So Yeah, yeah. So if very, you want to spend totally more time, time with us, we do one of these bonus ones every week. Or you can visit... Uh, katiehenrymusic.com which is Absolutely. Uh, Barrett is the music director. Yes. I'm at nathantimmel.com and then there's antargoodwin.com which is his own personal music Absolutely.
1: Stuff. Indeed. Indeed. Man, I'm glad we got a chance to talk, man. It's always a good yeah. time. All right, my friend.
0: Yeah, nice. Thanks See for hanging on, out. Talk soon. Yeah, man. And listeners talk in a minute. Thanks for listening. Yeah, man. See ya.